Bros chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart cause they're not gay. Two bros, two bros, five feet apart cause they're Welcome to We Write Queer Bait. This is a show where we explore the blurry lines between homie and homo. Or sometimes, as we're about to find out, just homie and homie. I'm Emery. My pronouns are they, she, he. Hi, I'm Devin. I'm here to always make the contrarian point. Are we sure? My name, my, my pronouns are he, him. Um... I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she, and I am just here, much like, um, much like Erdogan. I'm just here to be a bisexual, forty-two-year-old DJ, um, passive observer in the debate of whether this is a homie or homo situation. Yeah, this might be a more contentious one. I, uh, um, I think this show does a great job threading the line between both, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, I'm I'm firmly in the no homo camp on this one. I am. I'll, I'll explain my reason. I am taking a dramatic and and unprecedented stance here. Damn, <laughs> that's incredible. Damn. <laughs> all right. So brave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're all saluting. That's right. We're all standing. We're saluting. Nothing but respect for my president. <laughs> Clapping and cheering. Some of us are even crying. Mm-hmm. What if what if we made an AI to tell us what opinion to have about Carolyn Tuesday? Mm. That would help us a lot, I think, in our in our podcast creation. That would definitely that would definitely bring our our our, our listenership up. Yeah, totally. In 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 terms of like, yeah, we need an AI to um take all of our uh cryptocurrency that we have <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, just give it the responsibility to, like, you know, turn a profit on that. I think that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. We should create an AI that tells us the way to get votes, and by votes I mean listenership, is to get more uh, right-wing reactionary by the second. That's right. Yeah, I think I think if Carolyn Tuesday teaches us anything about AI, it is that if you have an AI do your electoral campaign, it will simply tell you to kill all the poor. <laughs> it will say the poor are the problem. <laughs> Simply become an authoritarian regime real quick. That's right. It's what the people want. It's what the people fucking want. Apparently. You know? I I do love this fantasy of this, like, authoritarian worldview where the person who is espousing the views, like, doesn't... Like, there's someone behind her telling her to do it. She's not on board. Also, the rest of her family is also, like, not in this bandwagon with her like it's a fun fantasy of an authoritarian regime i thought that was hilarious i felt it coming i was like oh they're gonna they're (laughs) gonna make the mom nice in the end Uh they're gonna be like it was all it was all the evil advisor i'm like she's up there saying that shit (laughs) like she was up there like saying it perfectly fine she didn't say no i'm not saying that Fucked up that they made the mom nice. That that fucking sucks to me. I am. Hey, you you know how we're always talking about how App Monsters is the most 2016 anime ever made. I think this is the most post 2016 anime ever made. This is the most. Uh, nevertheless, she persisted. Um, anime ever made uh-huh. in the sense that. The theming of this show has one overarching themes, which is mothers will fuck you up. Mothers will traumatize you, they'll ruin your life, they'll fuck you up in ways you never imagined. Um, 
but also they're your mother, so you gotta like them, and they're fine, actually. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it kind of slides that last part in at the ninth hour, where it's just like... Actually, loving your mom is an act of radical political protest. Yeah, that will stop the refugee crisis. I mean, it's like when it you're end authoritarianism when you when you finally meet your rival face to face, and then you are about to uh, die, and then you say Martha, and your rival is like, "Wait, Martha, why did you say that?" Wait, was this directed by Zack Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, that I, th- I think sense. if we look it up, I think we will find that this <laughs> this is. <laughs> Carolyn Tuesday, famed gay anime, wow. was directed by Zack Snyder. Thank you, Zachary. I can't. I can't believe Batman and Superman were both in in the, were both background singers on 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 the big song at the end of the show. Mm-mm. I was so excited when I saw them standing mm. there saluting. Yeah, they were just in the back. Everyone was like clapping and swaying, doing like the big like gospel thing. And they were just in the back doing the claps along with everybody else. It was so cool and so unexpected for uh, such a groundbreaking anime. I do have to point out, you said this is the most post-2016 show ever. I do have to point out that every character we see visibly arrested in this show is black. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is visibly black. I believe in the subtitles at one point, one of the characters literally say this is a hate crime. So... One character literally says these policies are racist and not like, you know, not like, I don't know, jingoist against like earth people. No, literally racist. So I'm just like, yeah, this show was made by a certain person. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Still a good show. I'm just, I see you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show made by someone who did think the celebrities sing Imagine was good. It was just maybe at the wrong time. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe they should have re- rented out a theater and all showed up and sang it. We, we, I, I feel like we do have to hand it to Carolyn Tuesday, though, for being an anime that does the incredibly rare act of having black people in it. Oh, yeah, they didn't make me actively fuming with rage every time I looked at them, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did side eye a little bit. Um, we're kind of just jumping all around the plot, and we'll get to a plot eventually. When they had, um, eventually, we're going to explain what this show is, and then talk about the characters involved. We'll yeah, it's fine. Eventually. The listeners will just have to gain through osmosis what this show's about. Um, yeah, we're just kind of jamming. We're just kind of warming up. Just, 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 just noodling around. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh, just uh-huh. like music. That's right. I did side eye a little bit. This is just me. Um, when animators forget how to draw black hair, sometimes they did mm-hmm. cut to a flashback when um, uh, Carol is talking to her once childhood friend uh, Ezekiel, and they cut to them as children. And Ezekiel just has like standard long like anime character hair. And I'm just like, my boy has, like, colored dreads nowadays. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, you guys can draw him with curls, it's fine. They gave him a straight iron in <laughs> the orphanage. In the, like, refugee camp there, and they gave him a nice, like, press. <laughs> a nice press. Just him, though. Yeah, no Carol one else can, can keep her, her dreads, her braids. Yeah, no one else can have that, it's fine. <laughs> but I do appreciate them for... 
It is the um, classic uh, character customization thing where uh, they're like, we have many um, uh, cultured hairstyles, and it is uh, cornrows, yep, uh, dreads, mm-hmm. and afro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the three. Th- those are the three you can have. Uh huh. I appreciate the effort, though. Yeah, I just i I didn't love the uh, the um, auditioning sequence oh, when no. they when they do the show because okay, obviously the mermaid sisters that that happened, um, but before then there were several ex- like examples of like they just had people like dancing and there was like definitely like a like a big butt caricature like black woman it was very like okay this just kind of came out of nowhere i guess i was i guess i'll say by the time that ezekiel got to do anything i was pleasantly surprised by the stuff they gave him to do the show is a modern day glee sure yeah hmm for all the baggage and all the good that has (laughs) that seems about right and i like this show Uh uh-huh i had a great time watching it it has the same like. I like it. It might be transphobic, but <laughs> might <laughs> time maybe. Um, do we want to get into the plot of the titular Carol and Tuesday since we have yet to actually mention them as characters? Yeah, let's go. So, Carol and Tuesday. Uh, it's it's. It's in space, like most of almost entire almost the entire show is set on Mars in 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 like a fun little colony, uh and I guess the gravity's normal and people can breathe air. It's it's also sort of ambiguously takes place in the same setting as Cowboy Bebop, uh just not intersecting with with any of that at all. Oh yeah, I remember uh, when the show came out and everyone's like, yeah, this is the same universe as Cowboy Bebop. Incredible. Which is wild. I mean, good to know, and- I guess. <laughs> And you, you you got your two main characters, Carol and Tuesday. Carol is just like you know s- struggling, trying to become a musician, just kind of like working odd jobs while while you know while busking on a bridge. Uh, and and Tuesday is a rich girl runaway who has a mom who's trying to be the present who is trying to be the president and is very emotionally neglectful. Yeah. And you know, they meet and instantly click with each other and you know, start writing and performing music together and it's all about their journey through the industry from becoming nobodies to uh, uh being, you know, very well-known new artists and Getting everyone together to sing "Imagine" at 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 the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that that is a good wrap of the show. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a pretty it's it's a cute show. Um, the, First of all, the main like conflict between like all of that like background stuff is that Carol is an orphan refugee from Earth. And the big thing that uh, Tuesday's mom has been pushing in her election campaign is that, um, of course, we need to kick all of the Earth refugees out of Mars because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the space future, borders are still very, very much an important issue. Um, 
So it's like kind of that struggle is like sort of supposed to be one of the main background things. And then the other one I would say is the push of um, Carol and Tuesday sort of make a name for themselves for writing their own songs when virtually every musician uses at least a little bit of AI to do their like, you know, their tracks and everything like that. And so that's kind of the other, like, main focus of the show is this, like, whether or not, like, real music can capture, um, can can do, whether AI music can capture the warmth of, like, real music and, like, the, you know, <clears throat> the, the sort of industry stuff there with everyone sort of having just, like, a robot who can write a perfect song for you, um, so yeah, it's it's a cute, it's very cute show. It like hits a lot of things for me. Like it's yeah. it's good. This show sure is saying things about AI, and I'm not sure exactly what though. Yeah, I will say I'm very confused by Tao's sort of plotline. Um, I thought I had a good handle on what was going on, and then it sort of just went whoop, and I'm okay. And then he explodes a man's brain, uh-huh. and everything's just out the window. <laughs> okay, but that ruled, though. When he did that, when he showed up with a button behind a man's head and was like, if you fucking move, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was like, all right, Tao. <laughs> Shit, man. Where did you come from? I think Tao is better when he's being cringy, though. I don't think... I don't think swagginess serves him well. I like him just fucking around and solving a Rubik's Cube for no reason. It is the most nerd shit to be like, I've I've loaded up every single, like, speaker here to microwave your brain. Like, come on, you little twink. I just think it's funny that he does that, and then he proceeds to not answer his texts. Yeah. There's no way you could do that with speakers and not fry everyone there's brain is all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he directed it at one man and didn't kill the people who were 20 feet away. Uh-huh. Himself, who was right behind the man. He just, like, suddenly becomes El Death Note in that episode, and then it just carries on after that, and then, oh, surprise, he's, um, Angela's- A designer baby. Yeah, he's a designer baby, and the only other designer baby in the world is Angela. Surprise! <laughs> Which makes a huge thing, because Angela has been trying to get his attention this whole time. Kind of with the odd thing of, like, maybe she's like, oh, a man who doesn't want me, maybe I want him. And it just, at the end, is him just being like, we're brother and sister, um, I gotta get out of here now. I may have... Wild. <laughs> yeah, the end of this gets into political intrigue, and I don't know why. Yeah, also we should say who Angela is. She's, like, the child star with, like, the stage mom mom who is, you know, you know, transitioning to a career in music and, you know, is is kind of Carolyn Tuesday's rival and has, like, uh, you know, Tao as her producer who is, like, very obsessed with AI and using AI to make music. Can I say... And also just completely replicate replicate a person's brain so uh-huh. that they so that he can just you know write a song for someone without any human interaction. Yeah, his goal is to make an AI so good it can replicate the genuine human warmth and connection you get from talking to a person uh, in music, so that he never actually has to talk to a person. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it's just great. Someone should tell him that you can just, like, talk to people and to make friends. I don't think he knows. He can't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know how. I'm happy Angela 
is nice. I was worried she was going to be incredibly rude or evil this entire time. And then she's just like, no, I'm chill. I'm nice. I'm going through my own problems. Yeah, she does a couple, like, rival things that are, like, you know, she says, like, one or two rude comments to them. Yeah, but, like, like, all of them are pretty Mm half-hearted. Yeah, she pretty much, like, she has one scene where she's like, oh, I'm glad I'm going up against them because, like, I'll be able to, like, put them in the dust. I'll be able to crush them. Yeah, like, you know. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. For their uh, self-made music. And then she's just like, I would actually like to hear them sing. Thank you. It is a cute, like... Um, you do, you know, she's low, she, she always gets kind of disappointed when she's like in the dust behind them and stuff like that. But it's also like a cute, like she works really hard on like being that, like, you know, it's, um, there is like cool stuff about like, you know, the behind the scenes industry stuff. And it is cool to have her be like this, like, you know, yeah, I do want to be like the factory diva and have my songs written for me because I have the voice and I have the stage presence and I can dance and stuff and I will do the work and make these songs good. Like, you know, that's also a viable career is being, you know, the, the diva that does the songs that somebody else writes for you, yeah, knowing that that is thing. not your strength. Yeah. Like that, and it's going to like definitely going to very great lengths to like project an image of perfection. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's you know that is a big part of the you know being a celebrity is about selling your image. Um, you know, especially at that level, and like she has the whole thing where she's been a model all this time, but singing made her happy as she was a kid and all that. Like, you know, and she like like Devin said, it's very cool that she you know is presented. It's not like she's taking a lesser path or anything like that. It's like you know, she's doing her thing. She's going to work hard. She's going to get the recognition. And um, you know, Carol and Tuesday are just kind of doing this cool, unique thing. You know, yeah, and so it's not so- like necess- Like it is sort of a competition because they happen to be in competition with each other a lot because they you know, our new artists in the same year, but also, like, there's a lot of Carolyn Tuesday being like, I mean, you know, like, I don't know that we're necessarily rivals, like, we just, you know, yeah, are I both think- doing our own thing, music-wise, and I yeah, think that that I think, is- I think, yeah, I think a really, like, sort of pivotal moment in, you know, their, their rivalry and sort of whole that dynamic is the Cydonia Festival episode where Taum microwaves a man's brain. Yes. <laughs> Angela has this, like, very big, like, heavily produced, you know, uh, performance with a ton of, like, pyrotechnics and shit, and... With the main man himself, Ertegang. Honestly, the track is pretty fucking hype. It sounds really, really good. And then, you know, Carol and Tuesday are like, wow, that was really fucking sick. Uh, we... That's certainly not something we can do, but, you know, we're just gonna have, you know, just, like, sit down on the stage and have this, like, much quieter, more intimate performance. And both of them are really good, and I think, like, you know, both of them are sort of, like, acknowledging, you know, each other's respective talents, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're, like, doing different things and not necessarily competing in the same niche anymore like they were, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the series. 
It is we, cool to have, like, from, like, a, you know, it, it is cool that, like, they have them being pitted against each other, even though their sound is completely different. And whenever you see them actually having to, like, be in a rival space with each other, it is kind of, like, misshapen and weird. Because, like, you know, Angela's in the audience after, like, they do their, like, while they're doing their thing. And she looks kind of, like, disappointed. But it's also, like, I mean, yeah, like, they gave her the nod being, like, yeah, we are not that weren't that's not our thing and like you know it's like yeah she's gonna get to do her own thing forever and it's just a different thing than carol and tuesdays i don't know it's cute there's a real the show other than like the uh right-wing reactionary refugee crisis has a real (laughs) like low stakes like people being kind to each other like fucking each other up and like emotional ways, but also just being kind to each other. Like, Angela wants this rivalry, but recognizes easily as, like, yeah, they're going through things in their lives, and these songs are extremely personal for them, and I like that. I'm here to support them when I can support them, and if supporting them also means I'm going to compete with them, that's perfectly fine, and they share that same relationship with Angela, and it goes to, like, Whenever they meet another artist in this, like, show, there's, like, that moment of, like, Carol and Tuesday being like, oh, shit, this person's scary. What are we going to do? And then it just turns out that they're like, wow, you guys make your own music? That's really cool. I like this unique thing you guys do. Well, just make sure the industry doesn't, like, tear you apart, but keep on keeping on. Yeah, can I say in support of this being a homo show, I love that um, whenever, like, Gus, who is their manager, mentions, like, a male singer, none of them knew who it is, but is like, there's, like, Flora and, um... Oh, yeah, every time he's like, Flora or Crystal, they're yeah. immediately just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did you see Crystal said hi to us? She smelled so good. Exactly. As stated in the um, <laughs> recap episode for one of the episodes where Carol is just like, she hugged us. She smelled amazing. And I'm just like, all right, all I right. Love it. Yeah, and every time he brings up so many, like, the Beatles, like, just these, like, very well-known, like, actual real-life, like, you know, mm-hmm. rock groups and artists and stuff. And if they are men, they do not know who they are. <laughs> They're like, who? They're <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What? <laughs> Say <It's> words. <laughs> um, should we get to talking about actual Carol on Tuesday? Actually, before we get started, I think I maybe want to completely change tracks for this episode and yes. not talk about Carolyn Tuesday and mm. instead talk about Gus and Dahlia. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> They're very funny. <laughs> That's an interesting direction because I was going to say that we should do Roddy and Erdogan. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I like episode one where uh, Erdogan is like, I like my women hot and my men successful. So keep your nose down, Roddy, and like hits him on the back while he's doing roadie shit. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> they have a very interesting relationship. Roadie's name is just Roadie, huh? It's, you know, it sure is. Uh-huh. I did watch the English and they do say Roddy, but Devin has informed me that if you do watch it in Japanese, it is spelled in the subtitles R-O-D-D-Y, like it should be Roddy, but they say Rody every time, which that's what he is. He's the Rody. Yeah, they do just always say Rody. They're like, his name will be Rody. It's more a funny English localization thing where they named him, like, he's Roddy, and I'm like, oh, so they just gave him like a goofy name, and then I'm like, oh no, his name is Rody. He's the Rody. 
He really is just kind of like in every episode, not really like doing particularly much, just kind of being there and and he's being supportive. Yeah, he's he's being supportive. He has connections sometimes. Yeah, he he also like it's it's it feels very unclear like what job he actually does for for Artigan because he's <laughs> supposedly like the AI programmer but all we ever see him do is occasionally just like sit in front of a screen with a bunch of flashing lights on it. I don't know how much he actually does. Yeah, the job in this is like AI programmer in like a future where like your AI basically takes care of itself. So, like, I think his job is to just be Ertigan's friend. Like, in that way that, like, he makes sure the AI works, but he also just hangs out with him, like, it a is, lot. It is kind of funny, because there is a lot of stuff about, like, you know, uh, the advertising or producing side, or, like, having a backup band, like, that stuff of the music industry. They clearly do not have any idea what a roadie or a tech or anybody would be doing. Because, like, I can look at Roddy and be like, oh, yeah, he's, like clearly like running mic checks or something like that like he's in front of the soundboard a lot of the time so it looks like he's doing like that kind of stuff but it also does have oh yeah most of that is ai in this so it's like okay what is he doing he definitely sets off confetti and the finale which um uh requires some setup so <laughs> no that building just has that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, even if it has confetti cannons built into it, you still have to put confetti into the cannons before. Nah, they're still all just in there. All the time. So, it's a good thing that he thought ahead of time that we might want the glitter confetti. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he's the roadie, he does that stuff, but it all it is also supposed to be AI. Like, a lot of it is AI. So who knows what, who knows what Roddy does in this beautiful Mars world? Who could say... Anyway, I just want to say that 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 Gus and Dahlia are really funny. They're 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 really uh they're they're really uh committing to the uh to the rivalry of of Carol and Tuesday and and Angela on a level that uh that 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 the performers themselves are not. <laughs> yeah, the performers are like, yeah, we're just friends. It feels much more personal for them, and honestly, like, they just love hating each other. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have that person in your life, though, who you're just like, we hate each other, but not in a way where we actually wish any harm to each other. We just, you know, mm -hmm. like seeing each other miserable. Mm -hmm. No real harm, just misery. Exactly. I like for your things to fail, not in a way that will actively affect your life, but in a way that will just inconvenience you near constantly. That's what they are to each other, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they have the cute, like, stage mom rivals thing. They, like, go see each other's shit, and they're like, haha, your kids are doing so shitty. Sucks to be you. Oh, yeah, your kid, uh, what, oh, your kid, uh, got a, uh, fourth place in the regional spelling bee. That's cute. Uh, mine went to states. Yeah. Mine mm -hmm. went to States and got eighth. So, uh, eat shit. Eat shit and die, I guess. Eat but shit. yeah, they are cute. <laughs> it must be all that um, Thomas the Tank Engine I had them watch that you said would make my kids stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the show is good for characters just, like, being petty rivals at each other. Extremely That's good great. for that. 
Can we please talk about Carol and Tuesday now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I did not take a lot of uh, notes, so this might be a, a much more unfocused conversation than usual. Uh, they're friends. I like them. They're. Fr- I, I think this is the part where I want to get into um, how this show. I think better than any has that thing where it's a show that wants to be queerbait mm-hmm. in the sense that it still uses, like I talk a lot about, the language of like romance like shows or movies or like romance and media in general mm-hmm. with them together. But there's a clear difference in that, and it's that Curl and Tuesday are 100% supportive of them having other people in their lives. Which might sound a little bit insane, but I think to, like, something like, I don't know, Naruto and Sasuke, where it's like, anytime another character like Sakura or someone is brought up, they turn it into a rivalry thing, in the way where it comes across that Naruto is just pissed that Sasuke is paying attention to someone other than him. Um, and when we have things like, oh, I don't, like, Ocean's 8, where we had, like, the, god, I can't remember names. Uh, what were their names in Ocean's 8? Debbie and... Kate mm. Blanchett? Yeah, Debbie <laughs> and Kate Blanchett. Uh-huh. Um, had where, like, Debbie was like, oh yeah, I dated a guy, and Kate Blanchett was kind of like, yeah, it kind of sucks that you did. Like, that little bit of, like, yeah, you know, you kind of went to another person other than me. We're friends, you know, we're friends, we're friends. I just wish you wouldn't also see other people romantically. There's always kind of that in these shows. This one fully had uh, Carol and Tuesday, like, in one of these episodes, Tuesday, like, gets a crush on a bad boy reporter guy, and Carol is immediately just like, hell yeah, go get him. Like, be safe. There's sometimes trouble, but go get your man. Mm-hmm. Like, go get him. And then when she gets her heart broken, she shows up with an umbrella in an incredibly cute scene, and just is there to support her. Mm-hmm. Never is just like, I told you so, or anything. Never has, like, a moment where she's like, ugh. He's going to steal Tuesday from me. We're not going to be, like, friends anymore if she's spending time with him. No, it's just like, yeah, no, that that sucks. We'll find another one. Adding on to that, I did also like the, um, um, when they, one of their, like, earlier arcs is they do, like, a competition show. Like, I think it's, like, kind of their second, like, arc. Yeah, this the season finale of season one. Yeah, um, so they're doing that, and... There is Sybil there who becomes sort of like a crazed fan of Tuesday specifically. And there is a lot of like Sybil trying to be like, hey, Tuesday, like you could form a group with me. Don't worry. Like, haha, you can still be in Carolyn, like with Carolyn Tuesday, but we'll just do like our own other thing. And anytime it's like, you know, Carolyn Tuesday being like alone about it, it's like, you know, like, but it's never about like, Oh, are you going to ditch me? It's like, I can tell you're uncomfortable and you're not expressing yourself to Sybil. Yeah, it's never like... Please draw a boundary. Yeah, Yeah, like... It's always Carol, like, when she's having her moments, like, alone or with just Tuesday, being like, this person makes you uncomfortable or you have a weird relationship with this person that seems toxic, like, they seem they're clearly taking advantage of the fact that you're a meek person. You gotta, like not let them do that or you got to come to me so i can kick their ass and like get them away from me it's never like 
Carol being like, oh, so you like her more than me. You want to be more friends. Fine. I'll let you go or whatever. It's always just like, no, this person's like a huge fucking creep. Yeah, Carol always does the girl solidarity thing of, like, not getting in the way when they, like, start to talk and, like, not being, like, Tuesday, you can't talk to this person, but also paying attention to Tuesday's body language and pulling her out of there when it's, like, too much and being, like, okay, let's talk privately for a minute, getting her out of there into a safer space and being, like, listen, like, I know you're uncomfortable, I know that she is pushing you, but it would benefit you to set a boundary with her <laughs> like i don't know it's it's good yeah like like devon said there's never that jealousy with their friendship and i think that that yeah that definitely contributes to like the cute no romo feel of it yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely like yeah it's it's just it's just extremely supportive friend stuff they're like just doing friend stuff to me and like even though like this is, the th- I think, the thing that we're really going to unpack over the course of the episode is that, like, we get a lot of the signifiers that I think we, we, we typically pick on when, when, when we're talking no hetero. You know, yeah. we, we get the handholds. We get, like, the fucking watching the sunset together. We get the blushing. We even get some, I think, very intentional parallels between, like, Carolyn Tuesday's relationship and, like, romantic relationships between other characters but i think it really just all goes towards the end of like you know painting them as really good friends you know yeah there is an entire like sequence in that like the sybil like the contest like arc where like carol repeatedly like takes out a literal like a small like and i'm going to sound deranged for this, but a ring-sized box. Uh-huh. Like, a little, like, gift for Tuesday. She constantly keeps taking out and is trying to give it to Tuesday, but can never, like, find the right moment to give it to her, can never find, like, a moment that feels right, and it's just, like, this constant thing that's looming over everything is she wants to give this gift to her friend. And, like, once again, in any other, like, show... In any other piece of media, that is a strong romantic signifier of just not knowing how to give a gift to someone you have feelings for and being like, would this be too much? Would this give away the goat? Would this show that like, oh, maybe I am a little too close to this person? And like, they do it. And it is fully like she gives her like a little guitar ornament or pen. Mm -hmm. And it's so cute. And it's Tuesday just be Carol just being like, yeah. I know this has been a stressful time lately, and, well, we're really good friends, and I just wanted to give you something to show that I appreciate everything you do. And it's just so cute and genuine that, like, in that moment, I wasn't thinking they're being like, oh, they're going to get married. I was thinking, like, that is so cute. I love that these people are friends with each other. Mm -hmm. There's, like, an earnestness to this that, like, doesn't have that, like, low-level, like, I don't know... The low-level undercurrent of, like, oh, what if these characters got together that most things that we talk about do? It is just the earnest, these people are friends and want to be kind to each other. Yeah, just, like, the way that there is tension between them. It it never, like, it never feels romantic. It's all just about them, like, you know... 
being intimate with with each other but like in a in a in a completely like platonic emotional way and like yeah i think like that's that's the main source of the tension between them it never like pays off in a way that like feels romantic it's always and you know i think like you know i they something that like sort of contributes to that vibe is just like how quickly they I think form a sense of ease around one another and how just like quickly they're vibing with each other, like without a lot of tension. Like there are those moments, but like for the most part, they're mainly just like goofing around and having fun and like making jokes and writing songs together. And it, it, yeah, it's, they feel like very unreserved and unguarded around each other in, in, yeah, in a way that really diffuses, I think, anything that might be perceived as romantic tension. And that, I think, is also one of the key factors, is there is such, like, a strong energy of, like, being at the park or, like, being at an event or something and just finding, like, a person, striking up a conversation with them, and it is just instant, like, oh, we just vibe on a level that isn't, like, mm-hmm. it isn't, a romantic it isn't like sexual tension isn't anything like that it is just a person that like matches your brainwaves on like the same level of interest or the same level of like comedic humor style that you're just like oh i'll just talk to this person for hours yeah. like that's all it is i can just like i can sit there and be like oh yeah i can just talk to this person for hours and that is what they are to me as someone who i know i can always have a good conversation with it is kind of sad because I guess I would say that in like the in the greater context of our show, I think that it just maybe flows better to have like two female friends be like, yep, we are just friends because like having them have this like total emotional openness and honesty like just is natural for them because it's like two girls doing a girl band together. And I think that that diffuses a lot of it is that they are so like open with each other and like one of their main conflicts when they're doing the like contest and stuff is like oh we feel out of sync like the day that she couldn't like it was her birthday and she couldn't give her the gift because she was worried about Sybil like hurting herself or something like there's like all that and it's like it's it's just we're out of sync and we are usually so in sync like we don't have a lot of secrets from each other so like what's up and that's the core of the tension there is that Most of the time, they're so open. I think that, like, in another media that was, like, you know, like, our Naruto's and our Sonic's and stuff, like, any time that, like, people try to write male characters having this level of open, like, honesty, it just is gonna read gayer, I think. Yeah, because there's always that awkwardness they want to put in with, like, the, oh, men don't talk about their feelings like this to each other. Men aren't, like openly emotional with each other like this or when there's a level of devotion there has to be something going on other than friendship and like there's that sadness of like yeah men can't be open with each other emotionally at all in media mm-hmm. or it has to be a little more than they're just like friends who know each other yeah like yeah and i yeah because i don't truly think it's just a perception thing and i don't think it's truly just a writing thing i think like it's from all sides like watching two female characters and writing two female characters it's just different things are going to get thrown in there and not feel as awkward and not feel as we need to like correct this because it feels too gay and stuff like that like it's just it, it just has a different vibe when you're writing for women it's, i don't know but i think i i do think it's a little sad that we can't just write men this way 
Yeah, and down to the yeah. fact that all our signifiers are here, which is the hand-holding, the, like, hugging each other near constantly. That's I something did. in media that, like, women will typically, and, you know, just generally life, because men aren't shown to have, like, physical affection for each other, will just, like, hug each other, will just, like, hold hands sometimes. There's a closeness and a, like, ability and comfortability to be close to somebody like that and know it is just friends that media I don't think can do with men without there being like that implication. It is unfortunate. It's probably the whole thesis of this show, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're finally doing an Arrow Ace Agenda episode because like, yeah, like it was, it was always my intention, like from the start of the podcast to include space for that because, you know, uh, something homophobes will always say is like, oh, what about platonic friendship? Why can't, why can't they just be friends, you know? And like, that is a homophobe, that is a thing homophobes will say to be homophobic, but also like, what about platonic friendship? It's important and we <laughs> like it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be about wanting to smooch each other, you know? We can just have these, you know, these platonic friendships, because, like, those are so important and so needed, and, like, yeah, that's, that is also the good shit to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, we all three watched the show, it whips. Yeah. Like, it whips. I was having a great time watching this, through, this show, like, through the highs and lows, I was having, once again, we just came off of Gangetsuo. <laughs> I might have been a little poisoned <laughs> in the fact that this show I can look at it uh-huh. without my eyes feeling like I'm going to hurt myself. Oh, we're watching a show that's good to look at as opposed good. to bad to look at? Oh, good to look at, good writing, really you know. Good to listen to. Mm. Great to listen to, you know. The music kicks ass. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It is a show all about music and it like it like delivers on that premise. Yeah, which is why I slightly care less that the ending of this show is basically the celebs sing to imagine because I'm like, it is a show about people singing and it touching people's hearts it is i mean it's it yeah for me i'm like watching it and i'm like okay i wish i'm not watching high school musical and being like okay but this wouldn't really solve the problems of the school it's one of those where i'm like maybe don't bring it up if you're if this is gonna be your ending but also like as a musician it's relatable it's like damn i really can't actually you know the skills that i have to like change people's minds it really does feel kind of weak sometimes because it's a song but if you get enough people together you know yeah, you can you make the, an impact. You get the celebs together to sing Imagine all in one room. I, okay, in fairness, this is more <laughs> directed at, like, you know, the um, Live Aid and stuff. And yeah. less Imagine after COVID. I will <laughs> I will say that there have been more impactful music moments than Imagine by celebrities after COVID. Uh, mine's funnier. Yeah, no, it is. But I'm just... <laughs> My small defense. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... The show's good. I like Carol and Tuesday. Um, should we go through the specific episodes we were assigned to kind of talk about it? We've been kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah. I'm down to do that Like as like a quick summary. Yeah, we can do that. Okie dokie. Yeah, let's see. I specifically picked out episode five because that one have that one have a gay kiss in it. That one do have a gay kiss in it. Gus reunites with an old flame who says, "I'm a lesbian now." By the way, 
Oh, that was good. Wasn't wasn't isn't wasn't that literally his ex-wife? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and she like so it's yeah, they She does have a nice a speech to him where uh she's like I was thinking like what was the issue with our relationship? Basically her speech is just kind of being like, yeah, it turns out I'm gay actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cute cuz it it gets to have her be like, you know, when we were together, like, I didn't know a lot about myself, and that impacted the way I treated you and the way we were together. So I'm sorry for that, which is a very real, like, lesbian thing. It's like, it's not that I didn't love you, it's that I didn't love you, you know? it's It was a very well-worded, well-thought-out speech that she gave to him from that perspective. I really, really liked it. And that... That's also the episode where she, sorry, that's where she meets Carol on Tuesday and she immediately launches like, oh, are you guys like seeing anybody? And they're like, no. And she's like, no boyfriend, no girlfriend. Do you want one? I can set you up. I can set you up. My <laughs> landlord has a hot son. <laughs> yeah, I think like that's, that's, I think by... By being, like, a little homo, just, like, off in the direction of this character, I think it has only made, like, the main characters more... M more no homo, because, I mean, hmm, I feel like no homo is actually the wrong term here, because, like... More I think more no Romo is better because no homo does imply yeah, true. extreme heterosexuality. No Romo is, I think, a yeah. better... yeah. Yeah, it shows that it's willing to show on screen, like, romantic love between characters in a way that is gay. And this is like, this, Carol and Tuesday, do you have something different? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we, we, hey, look at this. We can show girls kissing if, if we want to. No one's stopping us. The reason we're not doing it is because we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't get at me. That's right. Yeah. Next one was episode seven, right? I fully forget why I picked this one. I'm Honestly, I might just scrub through this real quick. I forget. Oh, it is the one with all the freaks performing. Uh, oh, that's one where they make their handshake. Yeah. Mm. That is yeah, cute. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that I really like about the difference between, because they do have um, some stuff about, like I was saying, the difference between, like, AI music versus, like, music that is made to be, like, uh, warmth is the wrong word. It's one that they use a lot, but I love the um, the street performance aspect of it and, like, the making music for each other and how you often see Carol and Tuesday going into, like, their community and playing for other people. And there's, like, the uh, the laundromat scene where they just, like, start stomping and clapping and the guy in between them, like, joins in. I think mm -hmm. that stuff is really, oh, that was really so good. cute. The fact that he comes back when, like... Carol is trying to explain how to do like a secret handshake handshake to Tuesday. He just goes in and does one. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. You got to get it like this. Yes, First of so all, good. love a brother. Um, <laughs> that's right. Second of all, I just love there is a note of like humans on the street are nicer than you probably think they are. Uh -huh. In the sense that anytime Carol and Tuesday are just on the street and they're probably having an issue. Someone's just gonna walk by and be like, hey, do you need help? Hey, do you need something? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, scenes that would be, like, 
scarier in like literally anything else where like even Tuesday the like timid rich girl character is not threatened by her environment and I think that that's really good. Yeah, shitty things do happen. Her suitcase gets stolen like yeah, day one. But, exactly. Like, her suitcase Then it's gets a stolen. melee. Carol's like, hey, do you want to live in my house? Like... Yeah, they get, like, you know, people do come up to them in that laundromat and try to be like, hey, like, you know, give us autographs and stuff like that. Like, shitty stuff does happen to them, and it never makes either one of them, like, you know, scared to be out on the street, which it's just really cute. Again, with the whole, uh, combining that with the whole, like, making music with the people around you was just very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Extremely, extremely good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I think the, yeah, I think the reason I picked this episode in particular, again, was like the, the, the scene preceding the, he- the, the secret handshake where like, again, they're, they're, you know, uh, first off this, this like scene is just like drenched in a golden sunset. So, you know, that's, that's just the vibe we're, we're starting out with for <laughs> at first. And, you know, they ju- they're just kind of sitting down and like having a conversation about their feelings and like kind of realizing that, you know, they, they maybe don't know uh, as much about each other as, as they thought they did. And they still have like, you know, more to learn and further to go. And then just kind of like, you know, say why they like each other and, and just kind of have a moment. And yeah, again, like any, any, any tension that, that would be there, like romantically speaking is kind of diffused because it, the scene fucking ends with them making up a secret handshake, you know? Once again, it is the like, it's lack of tension between their friendship in anything else this would be like a character passionately declare like we talked about this in the naruto episode it will be my baseline forever mm-hmm. um but like anytime naruto and sasuke had to confess to some something to one another it had to be either right before a major fight where they tried to kill each other or right after a major fight where they tried to kill each other and or when they were in the uh void realm during the fight and they had to be like, no, it's because you were always the person who I always respected the most. And all these, all these things about you, I just, I was so intrigued and I thought it might be weakness. This is just two people sitting at a park being like, hey, you look a little down this week. What's up? And it's like, nah, I'm just thinking that I don't know a lot about you and I really like you as a person and I just want to know more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow. Just cut that tension. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no fear of their friendship not, like, disappearing. Yeah. And also, like, it's, it's like such a good friendship moment because, like, it's, it's like a little bit now. It's like an inside joke. Like, you know, they, they make up the secret handshake because Carol is just goofing and she's like, oh, you know, maybe when they ask us, like, oh, how do you feel about being so successful? We'll just do a secret handshake instead of answering. And then, you know, like at the end of the episode, like, you know, they find out that, you know, that 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 they get to be on this like reality singing competition and like a bunch of news reporters show up to their house and they just do the handshake That's and it's right. funny they're 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 goofing they're making up bits because they're friends mm-hmm. it's cute it's very good is that also the one where she has to wear the sunglasses to do the audition for the TV yes. thing? Yeah, because she's afraid her mom will recognize her on TV. Yeah, because what I liked about that was, like, after they talk and stuff, um, you know, Tuesday decides she doesn't need the sunglasses anymore. But what she says is, like, 
Uh, she, um, you know, she finally decides after they talk about it and stuff that she's proud of what she's doing and that, you know, like she really likes making music with Carol and wants to like put her face on it because she's proud of Carol and she's proud of herself for doing this together. And it's just it's really cute stuff for both of them. Yeah. And cause that's also, cause Carol says like to, to prompt that she says that when Tuesday sings, she like looks more alive than she ever looks. And that's something that, um, Spencer Tuesday's brother echoes later on. Um, is that like this idea that Tuesday just like, you know, it's clearly like the one thing that she really, really likes. And so like, she just has this cute moment where she's like, well, you really come alive when you sing. And Tuesday's like, fuck it. I don't need these sunglasses. I'm going to perform with you. So it's cute for them. Yeah, it's good. I think this leads into episode 12, which is 12, which is uh, Tuesday has been kidnapped by her horrible mother Mm. uh, and then locked. And Gus and Carol need to go kidnap her back. Yeah, because they're cool like that. And And Roddy needs to provide a distraction and get tasered by a robot. Yeah, Roddy is the guy who is supposed to get tasered so they can climb a fence. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, do this- you think Erdogan has him do this kind of shit, too? Definitely. Almost definitely. <laughs> oh. He has Roddy, like, disturb, like, someone who, like, they left the, uh... Erdogan, like, left his, like, clothes or, like, phone at someone's house and needs to, like, sneak in to grab it. And he's like, Roddy, distract them. That's right. Or he wants to get out of going on a date with somebody. <laughs> He's like, Roddy, <laughs> distract. Hell yeah. Buddy, you gotta distract him. Um, this had oh, I, a- I, Yeah, sorry, go on. Go ahead. This had- I was gonna say, yes, I- Okay, you go, you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you would think by now we would know how to do this. Um, this no, had- we've never podcasted before. No. And never in our lives. This had, uh, the scene where- Gus and Carol are, like, Gus basically took Carol, like, out to eat to, like, basically just kind of be like, yeah, Tuesday got kidnapped, huh? And, like, he gives... (laughs) That's rough, buddy. (laughs) He gives this, like, really nice speech about, like, and we can insinuate from, like, what we learn later that he's talking about, like, Flora here, but he's like, I, like, used to have a friend who, like... A partner. A a partner, he says. Mm -hmm. Um, who he's like, at a certain point, they, like, got to where they were going to leave or, like, they got an opportunity to do something without me. And, like, I had this idea in my head, like, what if I have a relationship that's different to what they have with me? And, like, what if me, like, asserting myself at this moment or, like, saying, no, we're, like, a team, we're our partners. What if that means I'm basically just dragging them down and, like, not respecting their feelings? And, you know, he's like, I have always regretted that. I have always regretted not telling them how important they are to me, and also not fucking, like, getting them to stay. Not uh-huh. making, letting them know they're important enough to me that I will fight tooth and nail to have them in my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, just being like, is, like, do you want Tuesday back in your life? And Carol just being like, yes. And he's like, then let's fucking go get her. It is so cute. It is just so fucking cute that he's just like, no, if there's someone in your life who is so important to you that you're like, I'm going to burn a house down to get them, go fucking do it. 
Let them know how important they are to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, once again, in, in any other series, this would be a huge signifier because, you know, it is it is Gus, like, directly comparing, like, you know, Carolyn Tuesday's relationship to, like, you know, his relationship, which had, like, some element of romantic, romantic infatuation, at least. So, like, yeah, in, in I think, like... Yeah, this is Boji's mom saying you are, he, he is your light, isn't he? Yeah, this is, like, the big speech in any other show of a character being like, uh, you're down horrendous, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But no, in this one, it's just like, yeah, go get your friend, like... You're a team, I you're Carolyn Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think instead of, like, you know, implying that re- the, the, the relationship is romantic, it's more about just, like, you know putting these meaning you know putting this meaningful friendship like on on the same level of importance as as you know a a romantic one and being like yeah this is like someone you want in your life no matter what like yeah there's that like strong energy of like if they're important to you never assume that like they don't feel the same way or never assume that just because they might feel differently that it isn't still important that you let them know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's, it's a very cool, like, you If know. they're that important to you, let them know it. Let them shout it to the world. Let them know, like, I want you in my life and I'm going to work, whatever that means, to keep you there. Mm-hmm. It's a cute relationship sentiment for whatever. And I think that, that it, uh, this show has a lot of that where it is very good just like, yeah, this is a person who is important to you, regardless if that's romantic or platonic or you guys have a music duo together that's really important to you. That relationship is important and you should fight for it and you should, you know, when necessary, you should reassure that person that, you know, you are there for them. And if that means going to their house and re-kidnapping them, then yeah, we'll do that yeah hoofing it from the cops that's great that's exactly right live your life mm-hmm. can i derail us a little bit here let's go to go back on my theory that this show is actually about how mothers will fuck you up in every single imaginable way uh-huh um uh-huh, uh-huh. there's kind of a i don't know if they intended it or if it's kind of an accidental parallel mm-hmm. um, between Angela and Tuesday here. Yeah. Because there's a scene in episode seven where, like, um, Angela's mom is like, hey, don't you want to move back in? Like, you can be closer to me. Your room is exactly how I left, how you left it. Like, it's all there for you to come back. I promise I'll be better this time. And, like, Angela just kind of, like, gets out of the car and walks away. And, like, as she's walking away, she has, like, a thought. She's like, Mom, I can't tell you that, like, being in that room with, like, those, like, stupid dolls with that, like, stupid drapes that looks Mm -hmm. hideous, like, I would feel so stifled and suffocated and just drowned in, like, the past and, like, everything that that means and how it relates to you and your control over me. And, like... Mm-hmm. There's a point where, like, Tuesday, who's now locked in her room, and she thinks to herself, she's like, I'm back in the room that I grew up in and spent so much of my life and, like, so many, like, so much of my time in. You would think it would bring back fond memories, but that is not what I'm going to reminisce about. Like, she is like, I, being in this room that represents my childhood brings nothing, nothing warm or fuzzy back to me. It's my time spent out there with like people that i care about 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a definite parallel with, like, the, you know, controlling mother, like, unchanging since childhood, kind of, like, yeah, neither of their bedrooms has changed since they were, like, little, very young kids, and they, like, the stifling of that, whereas, you know, Angela has the stage mom who's like, yeah, I do want you to be in music, but I'm gonna push you, and you're gonna do, like, all of the things that I couldn't do. Tuesday's mom doesn't want her to do music at all, and wants her to, like, you know, focus on her studies or whatever. Yeah, no, to even the point where it's not even focused on her study she's like i expect nothing from you yeah i expect you to sit here and not cause trouble and just quietly exist in this room exactly (laughs) and like i appreciate the show being like you have to escape Uh your family that is going to crush you um and like the idea of being back in your home amongst a place that should feel comforting and it being like this is going to drown me Mm -hmm. And I it's, thought, yeah. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. And it's cute because we do have Spencer come out and basically say, like I said, Spencer's Tuesday's sister. And he was supposed to, he was assigned by his mom to track her down. But he saw Tuesday and Carol perform at like a small, like, you know, they performed at like a small bar or something with like, you know, maybe 10 people. And he went there to get them and saw how happy Tuesday was and left. And so he tells her that now and says, you know, like, I, uh, it's like kind of the same thing that Carol says is like, yeah, like you really come alive when you're doing music and you've been that way since I was a kid and I gave up on my music dream. I'm not going to let you do that. So he ends up sneaking her out at the same time that, that it rules. It, it's so good that Carol or, uh, yeah, that Carol and Gus and Roddy show up to get her from the other side. So it's just a whole cluster of them, like trying to rescue Tuesday. He's getting like taken down by also like a robot guard. It's so funny. <laughs> Spencer and Roddy took a took took one for the team that day. Good for them. Mm-hmm. They should. That's right. Okay, that's I'm done derailing mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Tuesday's arc is cute in this. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, episode fifteen. This this was another one that was doing something sort of similar to twelve for me, where I'm specifically thinking of the moment where uh where. Before we get into what the moment is, can we describe that the plot of this episode is a man invites Carol and Tuesday over to watch him die? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> he invites them over to his botanical garden house to be like, I'm going to die right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meet Desmond, everybody. So. Desmond does use they, them pronouns because the uh, air on Mars makes you trans them. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like the, 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 there's a specific like flavor of radia- space radiation on Mars that will trans your gender and also kill you. That's what's happening to Angela's mom, and it's happened to Desmond as well. So, mm-hmm. that's fun. I can't tell if this is supposed to be like a... I can't tell if it's supposed to be a, like, this is the euphemism, like, it's legal to transition here, but we just say it's the Mars air, or if it really, it really is the Mars air. I truly can't decipher this. This is why no one has gone to Mars yet. (laughs) But But the thing is, regular hormones don't kill you. 
true. That is true. So super hormones. But also, it's not like it's like a widespread like you know people yeah, are concerned seen, about this. People yeah, are just seeing like, people being like, oh no, I gotta put my like gas mask on, or else the air is gonna force from me. There are exactly two people that we see in this show. And- I think Desmond's just lying. <laughs> <laughs> And his AI. Yeah. Sorry, their AI. Their AI is like, yeah, no, like, uh, their medications mess with their voice. Wink. Yeah, I think, I think their AI is also just like, yeah, no, that's the reason. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, those, those meds are just for narcolepsy, like. (laughs) That's why they fell asleep for so long. Uh Uh-huh. Because they stopped taking them. That's true. Um, but sorry, what was... Uh, Yeah, like, this, the... Desmond does have a thing where, like, they talk about, like, hey, transing my gender was actually kind of cool, actually, because, you know, uh, embryos don't really have a gender, like, for for a while, so, like, it kind of feels like I'm going back to something more natural, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that track. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I too love to be in a nice little in between place. <laughs> yeah, the English um translation has some issues. Oh, what did oh boy. the so, English say? So the subtitles say um I'm I think he does say intersex. They say androgynous earlier for Angela's mom. I think the subtitles here do say intersex when he's talk or when they're talking about like their body and everything. What he, what they don't say, think that's the right word. Yeah, what they say, nope. out, what they say out loud also is non-binary. They say, mm. yeah, I'm non-binary, and I'm like, oh, cool, we have a non-binary character, and they're like, yeah, the air on Mars has um changed my body, and I'm like, well, that's not really what non-binary means or intersex. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. <laughs> Once again, this is the modern day Glee because you know Glee. <laughs> Made nowadays would have some character who would say that and everyone would be like, representation win. That's right. And not one person would be like, that's not how that works <laughs> at all. <laughs> you would get shot in the street for saying that is not how hormones work. That's not, that's not, and they would be like, do you not want non-binary representation <laughs> on the screen? Do you not want it? Sorry, it's not it's, perfect. It's, that's right. It's truly baffling to me why they were like, hey, we should include trans characters in this show, but make up a completely fake version of trans characters that involves, like, weird sci-fi radiation. Yeah, let's do it so they have no choice in it whatsoever. They're not doing this because they had any sort of discomfort or a comfort that they were seeking in their bodies. Uh, It's completely chance. It's completely random. You know what? You know what this is? Uh Uh-huh. This is also a show, much like Ingetsuo, that wanted to be t- wanted to take place in like space future, but could not imagine a world any different than the one we live in now. So then it was like, I have to invent random reasons why this is the space future. One of them was Mars Air's trans is your gender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it for the Mars Air, if it transes your gender, and by that I mean like it completely reshapes your body in some way. Does it, like, do the opposite after a while the other way? Hmm. So that's- Like, say if Desmond got full, quote-unquote, force-femmed, mm-hmm. would, if Desmond, like, could live, like, maybe another 50 years, would would they just, like, go, would it just force-mask them? 
See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is there just a lot of estrogen in the air? Question mark, question mark oh, on that Mars? Mars? That like, Martian is it, estrogen. Is it just force femme? Is it like if you were on testosterone and then you went to Mars, would you have to like up your dose? Like, I just, I have so many questions. It's, <laughs> it's too much. So much implied with one line. Uh-huh. Well, two lines. Sorry, two lines. Because it does keep coming up about Angela's mom also. They keep being like, damn. Damn. Angela's mom, doobie force femme. Hey, do you see this photo of her pre-transition that we're going to show like four times? Right, look at this photograph. <laughs> yeah, like scarily like putting her hands on Angela's shoulders in an overbearing way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's great. It's, we love it. Um, yeah, so, um, this episode, let's talk about what, the, um, you, you had some, some feelings about, about, uh, some cute Carolyn Tuesday, hopefully-centered moments mm-hmm. and not Desmond-centered. <laughs> Damn. Well, it is a little bit Desmond-centered. Well, because yeah. Desmond does extremely talk about his sad, tragic, uh, boyfriend who, who got extremely buried. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he does go off about, like, how the reason, or they, they do go off about the reason that they became a, you know, a singer was, like, you know, because they had this muse and all of their songs were, you know, written, you know, to be heard by this one person and how like that connection was was so important and special and you know just talking about how important it is for like a mu- musician to have like someone that they're performing for and someone who you know their emotions are reaching and it's kind of in once again it's sort of implying like that's Carolyn Tuesday to each other, and like for Desmond, this was like clearly a very romantic thing. But 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 once again, like the 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 romantic subtext fails to penetrate here. It's still just like yeah, we love singing to each other as friends. That's right. Yeah. It once again, this is <laughs> this is the romance killer. Not in a like uh-huh. oh, this is very bad. This is like in a like. Wow, I'm so glad these people are friends with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... I expect if, nothing more from this. Yeah, if if you want if you want to fucking show two characters who are just friends, haha, like, this is how you do it. This is what I'm saying. Like, you can fucking write two characters who are just friends and, like, not have implied romance with that, but, like, not in a no-homo way, just, like, in a their-friends way. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I agree, it does, like, it, every time they do something like this, it just kind of lands, like, yeah, like, they already, like, and, and, you know, it, it's in, like, all the songs they're writing and stuff, too. They're like, you know, you're the missing puzzle piece, I'm here for you, you're here for me, we're here for each other, but it's all very, like, we're just singing to each other, and, like, yay, we're happy, like, you know, it's, and it's not more than that, it's not less, and it's not more, you know? Yeah, it is simply what it is. It's, it's really, like, showing that these two are, like, fulfilling an emotional need for each other, but, but like, fucking friendship is an emotional need that we all have and is very important. Yeah, that, that emotional need is not, like, romance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They look for that elsewhere. Yeah. It's cutesy. Yeah. Next, I think, is is uh, Tuesday Gets Her Heart Broken by a hot journalist bad boy. Yeah, I just had that in as a little no-homo moment because Tuesday does have a little crush on this this funny journalist who uh, essentially kind of the entire political plot uh, is really just carrying the entire political plot on his shoulders. The, 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 the entire rest of the cast are off, you know, playing their little song where he's like, okay, political blackmail, here, here we go. That's right. Yeah, him and, like, I'm he's- literally gonna save the future of the planet. He's, like, doing his political plot. He's, like, over here being, like, he's talking to Tuesday. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been in so many situations. I've been on a battlefield. Like, I'm, like, deaf in one ear because I, like, ex- a landmine exploded right next to me. And I'm just like, yo, man, what the fuck? Where have you been? Um, mm-hmm. It is- yeah, I talked about it a bit earlier, but, like, the lack of, like, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, in a romantic way, but, like, a, oh, is this guy gonna, like, cut into, like, our quote-unquote friendship time? But instead, Carol has one word about it, which is, be careful, those bad boy types with a beard are dangerous. That's right. Which, she's right. Mm-hmm. Um... He's voiced by the same guy who voices uh, uh, Rinomen Sakuna from Jujutsu Kaisen, so you gotta watch out for him, <laughs> yeah, no matter how hot his voice is. Um, <laughs> so, and, sh- like, Tuesday gets her heart broken because she watches that guy on a date with another girl, I presume his wife. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, and she, like, wanders the street sad, and Carol is just like, Hmm. She hasn't been home in a bit. She probably got her heart broken. I gotta go out and look for her. And she just offers the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. She's just like, yeah. She just finds her in the rain with her umbrella and they both get under no, it. No, it's the snow. Oh. Because the weather plant got destroyed, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there was a terrorist attack in the middle of that episode, remember? <laughs> the weather plant got blown up by the terrorists. I do remember because that was part of Tuesday's crush is that like there was a big explosion and he's like, okay, just take deep breaths like you're singing. And she's like, wow, that was really great. That was so hot. It was so hot how he calmed me down out of this panic attack, which I mean, yeah, yeah. she ain't wrong. It is hot when somebody can talk me out of a panic attack. I will not lie. So... (laughs) Yeah, and then... You gotta watch out for them. <laughs> Those bad boy types. <laughs> Those bad boy with the beer types. <laughs> and then another thing I really like about this this whole relationship mini-arc is just, like, the next day Tuesday is just over it. She's just like, okay, time to go back to making music. And, like, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think it does, like, show that, you know, her friendship with Carol is, like, such a strong foundation for her, and, like... Yeah, queen of being unbothered, That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, like, further emphasizes that, like, their feelings aren't romantic, because, like, I don't know, the way she responds to journalist guy is, like, very different from, you know, how, she's, how she obviously sees Carol, and I... Had one more thing to say, but I forget. I mean, um, the same can kind of be said. We did like kind of for extra credit episode twenty one, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of in the like same sense the way like Carol sees like 
Ezekiel, or as he's known by his name, name Amr. Um, I, I think I think this one is 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 a no hetero though, simply because of just like one tiny little moment. Where, you know, uh, Amr, uh, yeah, Amr has just gotten uh, you know arrested and deported, but like he filmed a music video from his jail cell, which is just like a love song for Carol and with high production value. Okay, yeah, sorry. I have to talk about that. I have to... He starts writing his lyrics on the wall, and I'm like, great for him. Good for you, man. And then he, like, turns to the guards who are watching him, and he's like, yo, which one of you's got a phone? And the next time we see him, he is in his stage outfit. He has three guards filming him from multiple views, and then they post the video about his song, and it has stage production. It is cutting between yeah. the cameras. I mean, he got one of those guards to go home and edit <laughs> that shit for him. He said... You think Mars <laughs> Ice goes hard for its inmates is all I'm saying. Because, holy shit. Secretly, Just don't deport the man. He secretly <laughs> snuck a film crew into that prison. They were all dressed as guards. That's how they did it. <laughs> That's right. The yeah. big, the best heist is when you get yourself deported, but you also get all of your like film crew to get hired as guards in the same place. Yeah, I would maybe strike it up with the guards if they're willing to uh, record my entire album for me. Just don't deport me. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, after you edit this, can you like slip me the key? Can you not like, maybe deport me <laughs> like right after this? <laughs> can I maybe go free? Thanks. Just bust me out of prison since you're that big of a fan. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, but the, the 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 thing that really caught me was like just this one tiny little shot. Like while while Carol and Tuesday are watching the 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 music video, Carol just has like a little smile that's like, "Wow, this is awkward," <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Damn, this is someone and 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 you know, and anytime she talks about Amer, she she's just talking about how like they were good friends as child. Like, wow, we were best friends. That was so cool. And 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 now that he's like made a love song her for her, it's like, wow, uh, uh, awkward. <laughs> she's like, "Huh. Damn. You're really going to sing me all that before you get deported?" <laughs> <laughs> You're really gonna confess feelings and then get deported, huh? Is that the only way you can do it? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> that is the episode, um, though while she's going through all this, Tuesday does, like, take up this whole thing where she's like, well, Carol was born on Christmas, which I gotta also put in here, when they first meet each other and they're exchanging names, like, Carol's like, oh, what's your name? Tuesday's like, oh, Tuesday, and Carol's like, oh, born on a Tuesday, and <laughs> Tuesday is just like, I have no clue. And then Carol's like, oh, Tuesday's what's your name? And Carol's like, oh, it's Carol. And Tuesday's like, born on Christmas? And Tuesday is just like, huh, nope, don't know. And so Tuesday just assigned her born on Christmas. Yeah, she says probably. And then, of course, as their friendship comes out, she learns more that, like, oh, yeah, like, she doesn't have any idea because she was abandoned in a church. (laughs) So she's just like, like, yeah, her birthday's Christmas. We've decided. Born on Christmas. It's decided now. I think the reason she celebrates it on her on Christmas, I think I think that um, I think that they said uh, she she was left at the church on Christmas. I think that's it, and that's why she celebrates her birthday then. Oh, yeah. Oh, does she say that? 
I thought it was just a callback to that one thing where she's like, oh, yeah, were you born on Christmas? Yeah, probably. And she's like, okay, well, since I don't have another day, we're going with that. Christmas assigned. I don't think they, I don't think they, like, explicitly connect those dots. But I'm pretty sure when, when, when Carol meets her dad, he does say something about, like, having to, you know, leave her at the, at the church on Christmas. Mmm. Uh, that might be. We do have a great conversation of uh, class B like that uh, because uh-huh. <laughs> Carol like buys her like a tree. Sorry, Carol has Rhodey buy her a tree and sets it all up so Carol can come home to like a beautiful like Christmas like setting and be like, "Wow, this is my gift to you." Um, and they talk about like, "Oh, how long did it take you to realize Santa didn't exist?" And Rhodey's just like. Oh, my parents were really into it, so it took me, like, probably a lot longer than it should have, but they really tried to, like, get me to believe, and, like, Tuesday was like, oh, well, Santa just put, like, a credit card in my stocking, like, one year, so I pretty much figured it out at that point. And Tuesday's like, Santa didn't bring us shit. <laughs> yeah, she's literally like, yeah, I'm an orphan, so we I'm didn't an orphan get any Christmas. <laughs> And then some of the kids said some shit about Santa, so I beat them up, and, you know. <laughs> I'm an orphan and I'm poor. Santa didn't get me shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, I didn't mean it. And she's like, literally, it's normal, it's fine. And they're like, no, it's not, it's sad. And she's like, it's not, it's good. Every story about Carol's childhood involves her kicking someone's ass, and I love that for her. I... She does have a thing where she's, like, at a, like, her one of her jobs is, like, to be, like, a plant at a funeral. And the guy's like, okay, to get you to cry, just think about, like, something sad from your childhood. And she's like, okay, think about something sad. And she thinks that to the time when she was bullied. And it ends with her just, like, beating the shit out of her bully. And she just sits there and she's like, I might have been a bigger bully than my bullies were to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love her for that. I love that she's like, huh, I kicked a lot of ass when I was younger, huh? Yeah, and then she just laughs and that's why she gets fired. It's so good. Carol rules. Carol does rule. Is that uh is that all the episodes we had? Yeah, I think I think that's all I had in mind for like specific moments. Yeah. Any any yeah, any any final thoughts then? Any anything broad and overarching? I think I've said what I came to say. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about the show that I want to fit in here, but I can't think of anything. I think we tackled all of it. I just think it's very, I don't know. I think the um, playing music together is just very, you know, this is- Instant recipe for romance. It's, yeah, we can, we can talk all day long about whether this is a romantic text or not. I think, you know, it's very, I definitely think it works as a non-romantic text. It has everything that I look for in something like as like a vaguely arrow-based person that I'm like, yeah, like they have a very good foundational friendship that doesn't have the like jealousy tropes that some other stuff does. Like it all does that very good. But every time they like sit down to play songs together, and they always have those moments where they look at each other while they're playing and you just see like how much fun they're having while they're making music together. It's just so, so good. Like so much gay shit. It's very beautiful for them. And Oh, point. Uh-huh. Point in the bucket of um, everyone who uh, makes the opening and endings for these has an agenda. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The first opening is just called Kiss Me. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Uh-huh. 
it is clearly a song sung by both of like the like voice actresses, and it is just a song called "Kiss Me." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, then the ending is also called "Hold Me Now." Yep. That's right. Uh huh. And it's a song about getting hugs and mending a broken heart. You know. Yep. Um, and again, I will say there is a very funny, like, lesbian subtext to them being like, who? To every single male artist introduced to them being like, well, I, I don't know him. I don't know the Beatles. But then, like, anytime it's Crystal or Flora or anybody else is like, oh, fuck yeah, I know you. I know you. Oh, here's a character we haven't mentioned yet, but I think uh, is funny. Who? I like Toby. I like their producer, Toby. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who is introduced... By swinging an axe around for no reason and just like <laughs> just yelling, raving, just just, <laughs> just totally nonverbal, just shouting, <laughs> just <laughs> just shouting at the sky, and then it's just like your music shit. Come to my house. Yeah, you guys suck shit. Yeah. Um, come to my house so I can make you not suck as bad. I also love when they do the album. Uh, and he, he, he's like, okay, well, you guys are going to play every song you have, and I'm going to tell you which ones are good enough. And they, he, they play like two bars of every song and he goes, nope, nope, nope it's shit. shit. It's, I hate it. It sucks. This is crap. Okay. Well, you guys are done. Well, that eighth one was okay. Um, so you have to do a bunch more songs from scratch, but we can use that one and scrap everything else. It's There's so also funny. a point where like, they're like three songs in and they just kind of look at each other and they start playing the first one again. And he's just like, that's the same shit as before. <laughs> it's really good. They're trying to see if he's actually listening to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Toby so fucking much. This show has some good freaks. Yeah, there's a part at the end where they like they're playing a song out of church as like the last song in their album, and like at the end he's like, "I have two goals in life. That is to take care of my dog and listen to a song that is real good. And you know what? A lot of songs are shit. This one was okay. That's right. (laughs) Mm Hmm." I love that man. He sucks so bad. He's good. Oh, the fact that Gus is, like, trying to get him to sign on, and, like, he's just like, oh, I bet you're from Texas. And the guy is like, what do you know about Texas? He's like, he's like, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. And that guy's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's right. He's like, yeah, let's go get some fucking tequila. That's right. Let's go get turned. Gus just handles this man so well. He's just like, and, and anytime he gets out of hand, he can just start waving a bottle of tequila around. Yeah, he right. says, hey, do you want to go get some tequila? And he's like, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. There's one point where Gus is just like, hey, we're going to take a break while making the album. The guy's like, I'm not taking a fucking break. And he's just like, there's some tequila outside for me. He's like, I'll be back in five. He's like, yep, 10 minute break. You heard. <laughs> It's good. Speaking of guys who suck, how about Artigan? <laughs> I love Erdogan so much. This is about to him. become number one Erdogan stan account. Yeah. I love when he um I I love when he tries to sugar daddy Roddy through the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um that's all pretty good. Um I, I love, love when he assumes when Roddy sends Carol and Tuesday to the house that like they're fangirls. Mm-hmm. Um and he like gets out of his pool. And the whole thing has, like, vile casting couch situation, except he, like, drops his robe in front of them, and then just starts doing, like, a comical amount of push-ups for no reason. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's just like, oh, so is it an autograph? Is it like a picture? And he just like starts doing push-ups. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. Um, he, uh, his AI does um, lose all of his cryptocurrency. <laughs> uh <laughs> Or spends it all. He he decides he wants to have a night out on the town, so uh, he destroys Erdogan's everything, and that's good for him. And so while Erdogan is having, he's having this huge existential crisis because he's like, well, I'm the richest DJ in the world, but if they take my money, then who am I? And he starts wearing for the rest of that episode a shirt with "Who Am I" printed on it, and then the episode. He's been wearing that shirt the whole time. He wears it during performances. He was a hundred percent prepared to have. Does he? Really- Really? I thought no, he, he had a. He wears a shirt that says "Who am I?" because no. his answer is always Ertegun. Oh, he I wants thought, okay. people to yeah. ask the question. He literally is the it's, the answered by my shirt meme. I thought he had a different one that had his name on it the other times, and then he had a "Who he am I?" shirt for switch. his breakdowns. He might switch, but it is always in the sense that he wants people to ask who he is. Well, that's the funniest when he does his concert, and then he, he like he's literally sitting on the floor as it starts and going, "Wayne." Who am I, you guys? Who am I? Like, he works it into his bit. I think that was funny. But I did want to talk about the moment where he goes to Tao and Angela and is like, hey, um, I have a song for Angela. And Tao's like, okay, well, let's hear it. And he's like, well, do you have a keyboard? I I made it on, you know, I I played it. And he's like, well, no, like, you're going to have to. You're going to have to make it work. So he's standing there in his Who Am I black t-shirt and his yellow, like, booty shorts. And he starts, like, just beatboxing, but like, you know, tech, like, dance song. So he's just like... Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it goes kind of like that. And Tao's like, I'm sold. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, Angela's just like, okay, well, that's obviously terrible. We're not working with them. And Tao's like, I'm fucking in. He's like, yeah, you know, that that sold me. (laughs) me, (laughs) Bitch. I like this um, image of Tao someone who, like, inherently loves just dance party music. And he's just like, yeah, no, I'm in. I love it. No, that actually sounded really good to me. The man who is like, his whole thing is, yeah, people have made fun of me my whole life for not understanding (laughs) human emotions. Yeah, slap city, my dude. Erdogan comes up to him and goes, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm, hell yeah, I love it. It's fucking slap city, my dude, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyways, Erdogan's fan account. Um... Oh, here's a character that I thought I would get rancid vibes from, but it turns out he's also just nice. Piotr? Yeah, Piotr. Piotr! <laughs> Baby boy! I, I thought I was gonna get rancid. When I first saw him, I was like, this guy sucks. I hate this man on sight already. Turns out he's just nice. Mm-hmm. He's just that sweet. I also love GGK, and she's just like, yeah, actually, I'm connected to the universe, and oh, has that like- little, like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do love Grimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Thanks. You're welcome that for that. beautiful. Is that it? Is that all we have for this? I, th- I think that's all. Okay. Well, let's, let's finally do our ratings. Once again, our... Flawless rating system. We're going to have a fun time applying our perfect flawless rating system to, to this piece of media. So how about No mm-hmm. Homo? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking like a tune. The 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 no homo is very low, despite 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 it actively not being homo. I think I have to put it out around a three at least, if only because, because there is Tuesday 
actively pursuing a man. Yeah, Tuesday has that crush on a guy that, like, they have to put that whole, like, yeah, it's not Carol, it's this other guy. And then Carol also has her, like, vaguely could be interested in this guy. They don't go as far as a lot of our normal stuff does, where it's like, yeah, this is yeah, the no crush. Yeah, no one straight married. Yeah, this is the crush yeah. that sh- they actually have, and then this is just their, like, you know, friendship. Their rival. Yeah. Like like I said, that one does feel no more no hetero to me, because Carol is just actively like, yeah, my friend. I think Carol's just like My that. Best friend. I think they. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just didn't know how to write Carol having a crush on somebody. I think she's just like that. I don't because necessarily... I feel like they're trying to do the parallel between them. Maybe sometimes you make an arrow ace character completely on accident. Exactly, one hundred percent. I think they thought it was supposed to come across, which I did read into it that like Ezekiel and like Carol were supposed to be like. Old friends getting back together, realizing they might have feelings for each other. And it just comes across that Carol was just like, oh, shit, man, I thought you were dead. I think for me personally, and this is not something that I I think it's it's well written in a way that it is kind of hard for me to other than like his actual song having like Adam and Eve lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. It very much just does feel like they're friends. I would say in terms of rating it. As a queer text, like, or a queer baiting text, whatever, just them having it, in addition to Tuesday also having her man crush, I think it still puts it at, like, a, you know, like, a three-ish, but I will say that I agree that the Carol-Ezekiel thing doesn't feel, like, romantic that much. It just does feel a little bit like, oh, well, Tuesday has her like, straight thing, and Carol also has this straight option over here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but then then again, we do have the 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 lesbian kiss in in episode five that I really think diffuses a lot of the uh, the no homo. Yeah, it is, is true, and there a is a show kind of proving that it's not afraid of it, mm-hmm. and maybe wanting to be playful with the idea. There is that I. <laughs> See, and then I come to that, and then I come to Desmond, and I'm not sure whether we should subtract or add points for Desmond being, like, a they-them who dated a man, and the they-them is because of the Mars air. Okay, we went over this in the the um, Ranking of Kings episode. Uh-huh. Do we punish Carol and Tuesday for the sins of the show overall? You know? Do because that show had its heinous. Uh, if you can't have children, you become a psycho who loves yeah, murder. Yeah, and also you know had the Miranjo dating a child arc. Well, yeah, you know what? Sorry, yeah. getting married to a child. Maybe we do bump the no homo up to a three. <laughs> I think a three is fairly fair for this one mm-hmm. it is between a, it's a low three but it's a three you know i don't feel like it can go all the way down to a two but and we got it we can't admit tuesday could be by she her type could be a girl who can sing and guy who looks like a bad boy with a beard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i'm pretty sure erdogan is as close to a bi character as i've seen in any anime so you know <laughs> Yeah, that's he did say right energy. in the first episode that he likes men and women. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's a three star. <laughs> I think we're giving it a three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
Okay, so no hetero. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> the opening is called "Kiss Me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on. I will. I. This is very rare for me to say, but I will say, "Kiss Me" in parentheses, platonic in parentheses, actual. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Kiss your bandmates. Okay. No hetero. They're the epitome of kiss your homies goodnight. Let's think about actually what heterosexual relationships are portrayed in this. We have Tuesday's crush. Mm -hmm. We have Carol's maybe crush definitely reads more like friends. Yeah. We have Gus who was left by his wife for a woman. We have Gus who also maybe had a romantic feelings for Flora. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they maybe reconnect. She kind of disappears after that episode again. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of heterosexuality uh, in it. I'm being real. Like, <laughs> No. The other one we can say is that Carol's dad shows up and he's like, yeah, I, you, I was married to your mom and then she died. True. <laughs> Carol's yes. dad was cool. I gotta say that. We didn't mention him at all also. Yeah, he knows he Aikido. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking, he, he's rad. He has a fucking cool scar. I thought it was, it, it was very well done. I don't know how much we can really get into it, but it was cute for him to show up and be like, yeah, I wasn't in your life and I can't make up for that now. But if I'm back, if I ever, you know, end up back on Mars, I'd love to visit you. Yeah, I love how there isn't like a, can you like love me as a father or can you let me back in your life? It's more of kind of like a, yeah. We are family, but we did miss that connection of family. Mm-hmm. And I can't, like, apologize. These are the circumstances that caused it, but yeah, I, I mean, would love to know you. Yeah, he has that. As a I, person. I let you down, but if w- you want me to be in your life, I can be, you know? Mm-hmm. I can once I um, get off parole and I'm allowed to be on Mars again. <laughs> right. There's not much to talk about him, but I will say that is also one of the only other hetero mentionings in this show yeah no hetero is challenging i almost want to give it like a four like you know there's like some yeah i I was thinking maybe a three or a four because there just isn't a lot of hetero like it's not like there's not a whole lot of gay stuff either like we we do have the gay kiss between like you know the the two side characters but that is that is like so far from like the focus of the series that oh there's one other hetero slightly uh huh yeah who I know there's Crystal who's the cool guy who wears the yellow uh, skip. overalls skip yeah S- yeah it was skip. like a little skip. thing applied between Crystal and Skip yeah yeah he's like this song was for how you make me feel and it's a song about how she broke his heart which mm-hmm. come on man. <laughs> 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 she just a thought. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the hetero relationships seem to have gone bad. Maybe this is a maybe this is a high no hetero just be, just because we see a lot of heteros fucking it up. Yeah, and showbiz, um, your straight relationship will ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with the four. Yeah, yeah. There's not like implicit gay between the main characters, but like. I think this is a show that's also like they ain't they ain't doing any of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, they're, 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 there's nothing straight going on. 
<laughs> there's no, there's no straight bullshit happening with them. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think I I would. There's Tuesday reading a little too much into a man being nice to her because yeah. it's his job, but. But that's kind of what I mean. Is like you know she wakes up the next day and she's cool. So she's like, know, oh yeah, he was like a day. Yeah, Tuesday has a great straight crush for approximately eighteen hours. Exactly. <laughs> As much as I can't, you know, give us like a super, hour bug. yeah, as much as I can't give, give us a super low, no homo, I also can't give us like, you know, a low, a low. no hetero because yeah. of specifically like how that like, just that one interaction plays out. Like it's, you know, she, she has a straight crush, she gets over it in like a day, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think a four sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. No Romo. No Romo 5. Yeah. I think I've been convinced. It's so good. Yeah. It, it's it's literally all about the friendship. It's so strong. It's so compelling. It's great. I was going to say, too, another thing about um, how it diffuses the romantic tension. I think it is just really cute that the show gets to, like, have them be, like, a music duo that obviously the implication is that they're just going to, like, keep making music together from here on out. It's like, yeah, they're going to be in each other's lives. It doesn't end with any one specific piece on their journey, you know? It's not like they are going to move on from this and do other music things after this. They're going to continue to grow into the friendship and into this music partnership. So, you know, it's like... From all the other things that we've, like, watched or studied, the end of it is the characters who have that, like, tension being like, and then we parted. Yeah. Like, it's Nardo and Sasuke being like, Sasuke being like, I gotta go on a journey now. It's fucking, like, Conrad and Kelna <laughs> trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. It's Sonic gets getting sent back exactly. to his own realm. Yeah, and then uh, Chris Diaz-Odin himself into uh, Sonic's world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God, I will never get over that. We gotta talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! soon. That might be my next one. Ooh. Atem and Kaiba got something going on. Yeah, this is an easy five, no Romo. What else can we say? Yeah. This is kind of kind of an out of park out of the park five, you know? Mm-hmm. We love people being friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say that We sure fucking do. In the first couple episodes, I was honestly more sold on it being like, oh, they're gonna th- this is gonna be so romantic. And then like as it went on, they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like and it's it's cute the way that it develops, because you know, they get really comfortable with each other and then it's all about, you know, they're doing their lives together. They're gonna make la- they're gonna do laundry together, they're gonna get their lunches together, they're gonna write music together, and that's gonna be their life for the foreseeable future. It's yeah. just like wow. Y'all know it. me posting the chat being like waiting so patiently for emery to explain the no romo (laughs) as i'm starting the show like waiting waiting for the explanation but yeah i fucking get it i watched this and i was like all right yeah i get it yeah yeah as it goes they're just like cute they just like talk about their favorite artists together and do their chores it's just perfect perfect no romo son of a bitch we forgot one person to talk about sure who is deeply important who we forgot to po- talk about Gigi, the um, AI alarm clock owl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jiggy. Oh, the little owl. I, I, love, I love the alarm clock owl. 
I love it so much. Has no dialogue, only is only ever just like perching on the uh, rafters, just like having reactions to things. But a vital source of the show. Just narrowing, just narrowing their eyes suspiciously. That's right. There is a line in the show that fucks me up a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, where I forget what Carol and Tuesday are talking about something. I think they're talking about like looking for jobs, and one of them is like an AI pet, like dog walker. And, like, Carol says, oh, yeah, <clears throat> apparently if you don't, like, take them out and give them, like, enrichment, uh, they stop working properly. And I'm like, wait, so you guys just invented regular pets again? <laughs> like, you just... Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't take a dog to Mars, but you can Oh, invent... because the air will force them them. <laughs> yeah, the estrogen's too much. <laughs> yeah. But you you may <laughs> got the air that's turning the frogs gay and force femming your dog. That's right. But you may have an AI robot dog who also needs to go outside and be walked, presumably. Who also has the same time and commitment pr- things that you do with a normal dog. If you do not enrich your AI computer, it will grow depressed. Not quite the same, because we never see, like, owl shit, you know? I don't, I don't know what I don't know what Gigi's doing in the rafters. <laughs> we never see like a big white like right on Tuesday's <laughs> long hair, you know. Never happens. Maybe maybe Gigi is potty trained. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that owl knows how to go into like its corner. Could be. Could be. Could, could be. Has be. a nice owl litter box. Yeah, you know. Okay, that's it. Now I'm just thinking about the biological functions of robots and how that one director guy was getting totally turnt for the entirety of that that episode. Oh, yeah, when he was getting, like, he had beer and he's like, I run off of, like, organic, like, alcohol, like, waste like that. And they're like, okay. He was just fully getting drunk. fuel, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. He was just, he was getting drunk. He was fully just getting drunk, which... I don't know why you programmed a robot with the ability to get drunk. (laughs) No, no explanation needed. As it's like life source too. Right. I need alcohol. It does inebriate me. Um, it's just like in Red Dead Redemption, when you need to have that like really laser vision, you need to smoke or drink to do it. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's how AIs work too. That's how that robot was entering Ultra Instinct. <laughs> yeah. To make that music video. <laughs> yeah, I took some X and was like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> Remember when the AI music robot made the music video, and instead of just like not showing them it because it was bad, <laughs> chose to show its awful final product and be like, "Hope this doesn't piss you guys off." Oh yeah, they had a big viewing night to see all of the out of focus shots and like the construction workers that they filmed, and none of the shots were focused. I love the um. Oh, we gotta have. <laughs> a robot fight and it's just him smashing Roddy's Gundams together and you can see the hands and arms <laughs> smashing together the, the Gundams that Roddy is like these are very these are expensive very mint condition special Gundams do not destroy them and he's just like yeah man it's fine as he's twisting the arm around yeah <laughs> the CG shot which is clearly about 2% finish yeah they're just the rigs <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just the character rigs. <laughs> Could it just like two faces? Just two faces. You know, just two faceless I... models standing completely still on a featureless. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna say it. I would release that music video only because if someone was like, this is our official music video and it looked like that, I would be like, this is great. This is the greatest shit post in the world. <laughs> that would get a billion views on YouTube, no problem. That would do numbers on <laughs> Tumblr. And Carolyn Tuesday just putting that on Tumblr, <laughs> destroy. Erdogan who? <laughs> Crystal who? <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I loved Erdogan's <laughs> breakdown so much. Erdogan would only be famous anymore because that was his car that blew up in the video. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. They just set it on fire. That's right. <laughs> that is the thing about this show. AI in this, either petty or either like just evil or just petty. Just a little shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah, I loved when Tao made a perfect replica of Angela, and the perfect replica was like, you know, it's fine. You don't have to be mad at me because I'm you. And it's like, ah, on is the nose. Instantly perhaps. shitty. Yeah. Is instantly a huge asshole to her. That's right. I can perform your song more perfectly. <laughs> Just why? Why did you program this AI to do that? It's Angela. Tao's not here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sky, what are we doing next? Well, <laughs> it has been it's it's been long promised. I will still have to look through some specific episode recommendations, but we will be covering Death Note. We will finally be covering Let's go. Light Yagami and El Death Note. And a um, major cultural touchstone. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I have to look over it because there's a lot of uh, no homo and no hetero stuff that I will have to look over the Misa Amine whole oh, plot line. A great to time cover. to break out our misogyny counter again. Exactly. We have to talk about it. Let's go. So I will have uh, an updated episode list coming out here shortly in the next couple days, but um, we will will be covering El Death Note and probably skipping every episode that El Death Note is not in. Other than the finale. That's true, because they don't matter. I don't care about them. I'm sorry to the two children that were brought in to bring uh, Kira to justice, but I don't care about them. I don't think a single person can name their names. Um, and if anyone tells me they can, they're lying. Yeah, I was just looking it up earlier, and I don't remember. I think one is near, maybe? Sure. Like, the, the word near? Sure. Max Steak. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. I'm it's it's been a long time coming, as promised. And you could I tell just, me whether his name is Gulp Shido, and I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Gulp Shido, and uh, near far wherever you are. Yeah, my two favorite characters. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it. So, are y'all ready to do plugs? Mm -hmm. Let's do plugs. All right. Well, you can find the podcast at WeRateQueerBay at Twitter.com. You can find me on Twitter at GroovingGastly. And you can also find me on other podcasts such as the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. We're approaching rapidly our 100th episode, so uh, maybe hop into the Sonic Shuffle Discord and give us ideas of things to do for the 100th episode, listeners. Wow. 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 That sounds great. 
All right. Well, you can find our show on Tumblr also at WeRateClearBait on Tumblr.com. I'm also on there at Dankus McDonald. And I have a Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36 and a Bandcamp at LSky. That's it for me. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Emery. I'm on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, where we talk about the television show of Digimon Ghost Game and how it's really good and we like it. And I'm um, on Fur Affinity at my username Space Robot, where I'm drawing stuff, I'm taking commissions. You can go there and get some funny little furry art. I made the cover art for this show and also Ghost Gaze and also Gonewill Hunting and also, you mu- also the updated artwork for Gonewill Hunting, which will probably be visible by the time this uh this podcast airs that'll also be the time that we get a new um co-host because it will kill emery making it (laughs) yeah that's okay emery's ghost will arrive i have faith (laughs) yeah two things that two there's only two things that could ever possibly kill me uh transing my gender and finishing this fucking artwork (laughs) You should be fine as long as you don't go to Mars. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> if Elon Musk uh, come, approaches you, run says, the other way. Do you want to go to Mars? <laughs> Say, with the air that force fums you? I think not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so I also did a submission for the Podcast Minds podcast jam called Tales to D64, where... We, me and my co-host talk about just tabletop games we were in. I talk about a wild fucking interstitial campaign I ran. So that is The Podcast Minds, episode 100. There's a bunch of episodes 100. Just find the one with my name on it and listen to all of them because they're pretty fucking good. Uh, also, I recently did a guest appearance on Dan's podcast, uh, Video Games, the movie, the podcast, where I talked about Mewtwo and their sexy thighs and their funny character arc. That's right. And the thematic content of Pokemon, the first movie. Mm -hmm. People out here always talking about how Lucario is, like, the most, like, furry bait uh character how uh low punny is like why they make her so sexy like that i'm just like mewtwo been out here with the thighs since day one is all i'm saying yeah yeah mewtwo was in that cave cheeked up (laughs) yeah mewtwo fucking thighs out since gen one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so i think that's it for me um so, yeah, with all those plugs out of the way, okay, this might be really silly, but uh, what if we ended the podcast? No, uh, no way. No, 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 no. That would no. be so crazy if we ended no. it here. Okay, what if we, oh my god, mm-hmm. what if we instead mm-hmm. released us singing Imagine to the listeners? <laughs> Hmm. At the end of the podcast. No, we should we should we should release a song about how how much we love our mothers. Oh, how strong mothers are. <laughs> about our troops, the working mom. Oh my god, that would be so good. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to do this. Um uh-huh. 
but I, I don't think we can. No, I, I think we're kidding about that. I think. <laughs> we're, like, we're yeah, I think <laughs> that's obviously a We would <laughs> never do that. We're not, I, I fuck, I, I cannot sing. Like, no, I, seriously, though, I, 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 I have zero confidence in my singing voice. I couldn't do it. No, I believe in you. Unless. Unless. <laughs> Unless. Unless. Good night. Good night. See you later.